Hey, this is Mary, and I am here to tell you everything CompTIA. We are going for the A-plus certification. I am an IT student who's learning all of this stuff, and this is my way of studying. I hope that it helped you, and yeah, so let's rock and roll. Hey, and welcome back to my channel. I am Mary, and I will be hosting for you today. Uh, one of the things we're going to be going through is our CompTIA information. So just to give you some background about me, I am an IT student. Um, I'm going through a very fast, rigorous program right now, um, and I'm using this as a study tool. So if there's anybody else out there who is going through this program, uh, this is for the CompTIA A Plus Core 1 certificate. Um, you're not alone. So where we're going to start today is just with the first lesson. Um, we have the um, CompTIA website. That's what I have access to. I don't know what you might have access to. There's also Professor Messer. He's very, um, he's very popular. He's very good. Um, one of the things that you're going to find out is that this is a large amount of information. Oh my gosh. Um, so it's broken up into two sections. So there's CompTIA uh, exam 220, 1001 core one exam. Then there's CompTIA 220, 1002 core two exam. Uh, 1002 core two exam. Um, everything is pretty broken down. Uh, so let me just tell you a little bit more. The CompTIA A plus certificate uh, requires a broad set of knowledge and it covers more topics than many industry certificates. It's no surprise that the A plus certificate has become one of the most sought after industry certificates by both aspiring technologists and employers. I hope that this book helps you with your last mile of studies before taking your exam. There's a lot to remember and perhaps some of the information in this book will help jog your memory while you're sitting in the exam room. Best of luck with your story studies, Professor Messer. So CompTIA's A plus certification is considered to be the starting point for information technology professionals. Earning the A plus certificate requires the completion of two exams and covers a broad range of technology topics. After earning the CompTIA A plus certificate, an A plus cer certified professional will have an understanding of computer hardware, mobile devices, networking, operating systems, security techniques, and much more. The current series of the A-plus certificate is based on the successful completion of the 220-1001 and the 220-1002 exams. You must pass both exams to earn your CompTIA A-plus certificate. This book provides a set of notes for the 220-1001 Core 1 exam. Much of the 220-1001 exam is about hardware, but that's only about a third of the overall exam content. You'll also need to know about networking, mobile devices, and how to troubleshoot all of these technologies. Here's the breakdown of each domain on the 220-1001 exam. Domain 1.0, mobile devices, 14%. Domain 2.0, networking, 20%. Domain 3.0, hardware, 27%. And domain 4.0, virtualization and cloud computing is 12%. Domain 5.0, hardware and network troubleshooting 27%. Some of the study tips that I've been doing is I am working the CompTIA website, so there's a lesson plan. Uh, but some things that you could do on your own is download the exam objectives and use them as a master checklist. Um, Professor Messer has some online that are really good. Um, it's www.professormesser.com which is spelled like this, m-e-s-s-e-r.com slash objectives. Use as many training materials as possible, books, videos, Q&A guides, 
can all provide a different perspective of the same information. Now, I've taken the assessment and received the college credit for the 1001 course, um, but I have not sat for the cert certificate yet. So um, I'm in a instructor-led course right now, and <laughs> me and my classmates are doing our very best to keep up with all of the information. Um, so I just thought this would be a good way to study, and I hope it is because um, I really want to get this certificate. Uh, the week before, I just sat for my ITIL 4 foundation. Um, that was a lot of fun. If you haven't gotten that certificate, you should. It's wonderful. Um, Mr. John was our teacher. He was great. Um, definitely, definitely recommend that one. So we're just going to hop right into this. So we're going to go to lesson one, installing and configuring PC components. So on the CompTIA website, it says that there is 13 tasks here. And so we're going to start with the use appropriate safety procedures. Um, static electricity is a high voltage potential difference stored in an insulated body. Electrostatic discharge, which is known as ESD, occurs when a path is created that allows electrons to rush from a statically charged body to another without an unequal charge. The electricity is released with a spark. The charge follows the path of least resistance, so it can occur between an electrical ground, such as a doorknob or a computer chassis, and a charged body, such as a human hand. So the voltage is high. The amount of ESD current sustained is very low. So static electricity is not that harmful. It can, however, be slightly painful. You might have felt a small shock when reaching for a metal door handle, for instance. You can feel a discharge of over about 2,500 volts. A discharge of 20,000 volts or more could produce a visible spark. Walking over an untreated carpet in dry conditions could create a charge of around 35,000 volts. The human body is mostly water, and so does not generate or store static electricity very well. Unfortunately, our clothes are often made of synthetic materials, such as nylon and polyester, which acts as good generators of static electricity and provide insulating layers that allow charges to accumulate. So ESD is in blue, and so we just need to remember what that is. And um, the way that we can uh, prevent from being uh, electric, well, shocked, is by using the necessary tools. So component handling. By eliminating unnecessary activities that create static charges and by removing unnecessary materials that are known charge generators, you can protect against ESD-related damage and injuries. There are several other prevention techniques that you can use to protect yourself and equipment when you are working with computer components. Remember, self-grounding or manual dissipation of static buildup by touching a grounded object prior to touching any electric equipment. You can accomplish this by touching an unpainted part of a metal computer or other component. Using an anti-ESD wrist strap or leg strap can dissipate static charges more effectively than self-grounding. The band should fit snugly around your wrist or ankle to maximize contact with the skin. Using an anti-ESD wrist strap or leg strap can dissipate the static charge. So what we need to remember here is in navy blue, and it's going to be called self-grounding. It's a way to release um, the static buildup. So what this looks like is a band that goes around your arm, and it kind of has like a black 
it looks like a charger that comes from it and it has a little clip on the end and you're going to just put that to the unpainted metal uh, just to get rid of that static so an anti-esd service mat is also useful which is usually placed placed underneath chairs so to give you an idea um there's like a black work mat there's a chair uh, a grounding point underneath the chair it's like a a lines connect a, a cord is connected to the mat and it's then around the chair so it's just a protective way of it's a way to be protective. <laughs> there you go. An anti-ESD service mat is also useful. Uh, we have the ESD protective work surface. We have the work mat, the wrist strap, the ground points, common ground point, the ESD protective floor mat, the ESD protective chair mat, the chair grounding point. Electronic components, assemblies, and spare parts known as filled replaceable units, FRUs, are often shipped in anti-static anti bags to protect them from ESD damage. Anti-static bag types are the anti-static packaging includes either anti-ESD shielding or dissipative material. So I'm just gonna kinda hold on to that information. I didn't see a lot of those questions on the test uh, when I took it this past Friday. This was for the assessment for the one credit. Um, they didn't ask about that. So um, it's not that you don't need to know it. I just think that some some of the things here aren't gonna be on the test. So this is just a journal knowledge. I'm just giving you everything I have. Um, the guidelines for protecting components from the ESD damage. There's a video and it looks like this video is a CompTIA video and it's about one minute and 49 seconds long. So it looks pretty good. It's just telling you how to plug up your ESD band. Uh, like I told you, it goes around your wrist and then you just plug it up. You uh, take the clip and you clip it to a non-painted part of the metal. So that's just that. Um, going into the next activity, we're going to review the activity we just did. And it's called Implementing an Anti-ESD Service Cut. So let's see how much we learned. So we're going to go to the flashcards. So the first question is, Describe the equipment you should use to prevent static electricity on your body from damaging the equipment on which you are working. Hmm. So that would be our ESD uh, bag. So an anti-ESD service kit. Yay, we did it. Uh, compromising an anti-ESD wrist strap, grounding cord and plug, and a conductive mat. The grounding plug should be connected to an earthed point. So you guys definitely got that one right. Good job. True or false, if you are using an anti-static floor mat, you do not need any other anti-ESD service equipment. You know, I don't, I don't think, I think you do. So it's gonna be false. False, a mat should be used with a wrist strap. You may also need ESD safe packaging for storing components. Good job, guys. In which atmospheric conditions is the risk of ESD highest? I believe it was, well, I knew the carpet part, but it was also during like cool, like the cool weather. Okay, let's see what the answer is. Here's the answer. During cool, dry conditions when humidity is low, when humidity is high, the static electricity can dissipate through the moisture present in the air. Okay, I didn't get that one right, but okay. Electrical injuries include electrocution, shock, and collateral injury. Would you be injured if you are not part of the electrical ground current? Yes, you could receive a thermal burn from the head of the electric arc or the electric equipment. Your clothes can catch on fire or your skin can be burned. Which computer component presents the most danger from electric shock? Answer is P. 
power supplies. What component helps to protect users of electrical equipment against a short circuit? A fuse. What care should you take when lifting a heavy object? object? I believe this is when you're looking for a clear path. Let's see what the answer is. The main concern is damaging your back. Lift slowly using your legs for power, not your back muscles. Okay, well obviously it wasn't clear path. That's a different question. <laughs> what should you do before transporting a bulky object? Ah, there it is. The answer is, check that there is a clear path to the destination point. If you cannot carry the object safely, get help or use a cart. Okay, and that was our reviewing activity of implementing an anti-ESD service kit. Um, we're gonna take a short break and then I'm gonna come back and give you topic 1B PC components.